I want to talk to you about, as I wrap up, run to the house, and next week we prepare to celebrate our series 10-year anniversary month, and looking forward to that. And before I, I really dive into the meat of secrets to a successful life, I want to begin by giving you a definition of success. That, that, that's the foundation. What is biblical success? What is godly success? And it's simply this. It's becoming all God wants you to become, and it's doing all God wants you to do. That's success, becoming what God wants you to become and doing what God wants you to do. And please hear me. You can have a million dollars in the bank account, but if you're not doing what God wants you to do and becoming what God wants you to become, you're not a success. You see, in, in our culture, we have, we have defined success. Listen, you can have by yourself the nicest car, buy yourself the nicest house, get yourself the dream vacation. But if you're not being what God wants you to be and you're not doing what God wants you to do, you are not a success. And my goal is to teach you how to be a biblical success, how to be a godly success. And that is what I want to accomplish today. As we look at the book of Joshua, if you have your Bibles with you, chapter number one, if you got your iPhone, your smartphone, pull up you version Joshua chapter 1 and I'm going to unpack 10 verses for you or actually 11 1 through 11 so that you can understand success God wants you to be a success let's discover how point number one is this successful people are focused on their assignment if you're going to be successful you have to be focused on your assignment you see friends God has an assignment for your life. God has called you to accomplish specific assignments. I want you to hear me today. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. I don't care what they've told you or who told you that. You are supposed to be here for such a time as this. God put you on planet earth for a specific purpose, for an assignment. And if you're going to be successful, you have to discover what the assignments are that God has for you, and then you have to get focused on accomplishing those God-given assignments. And I want us to look at Joshua as a, a biblical character to understand and, and, and look at secrets to a successful life. Joshua chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give you. Notice it says, the Lord said. And what the Lord said to Joshua is he gave him an assignment, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I, I am about to give, give to them, to the Israelites. Now, now understand, Moses had an assignment. And Moses' assignment, if you're not familiar with the scriptures, was in the book of Exodus, God called Moses to bring the people out of Egypt. They were in bondage for over 400 years, and Moses' assignment was to bring them out of Egypt, out of slavery. But now Joshua's assignment was to bring the people into the promised land, to take them into the land that God had for them. Moses had an assignment, but Joshua also had a specific assignment from God. Bring the people into the promised land. Take them into the promised land. And friends, just like Moses had an assignment from God, just like Joshua had an assignment from God, you have an assignment from God Almighty for your life. Now, don't confuse your job 
with your assignment. Your, your job may or may not be God's assignment for your life. Now, now understand this, God has called us to work so that we can provide for our family and take care of our family, but not everybody's job is their assignment from God. Let me give you a scriptural example of this so you can kind of get your mind wrapped, about, uh, wrapped, wrapped around what I'm teaching, that your job may not be your assignment. Acts chapter 18 and verse number 3 says this about the apostle Paul. And because he, Paul, was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. By trade, Paul was a tent maker. But I want you to notice what the book of Galatians says in chapter 1 and verse 15 and 16. It says, but when God, who set me apart, Paul is talking about himself, I've been set apart from birth and called me, God called me. In other words, God gave me an assignment even before I was born. He called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not consult any man. And now Paul gives us his assignment. Paul says, listen, my job is a tent maker. That's how I pay the bills. That's how I put food on the table. That's my job, making tents. I go city to city and I make tents when I'm in that city. He says, but listen, my assignment from God is to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. That's my assignment. That's my calling from God. And the question is this, what's your assignment? What has God called you to do to advance his kingdom, to impact his kingdom? Because your assignment from God is always wrapped up in God's purposes and plan. And that's to see more changed lives. And Paul says, listen, by day I'm making tents. But when I get done making tents, I'm preaching to the Gentiles because that's the assignment that is on my life. What's your assignment? I think about a man in our church. And recently I got to talk with him, spend some time with him and he was telling me about his, his job, and he has a great job here in the Oklahoma City metro area that God's blessed him with and very successful at his job. And yet, one of the assignments on his life is he coaches football, and he pours into young boys' lives. He's a role model for young boys. So he puts 40, 50 hours in at his job, and then he has an assignment on his life to invest in young men, to raise up young boys, to be a father figure and a role model to young boys. And, and he has an assignment of impacting young boys alive because all the time your job may not be the assignment that God has called you to. I, I think about a couple over our Midwest City campus. They've been attending people's churches, the movie theater days. And, and they both, the husband and wife, both work, both work jobs. And one of their assignments on their life is to help build people's church and to reach this city and to see more changed lives. It's an assignment on their life. Man, they, they, they've been serving for years. They spend hours outside of the workplace around people's church and helping in any way they can. Matter of fact, the wife helped Tiffany put on the Chica's event. I mean, they, they, are, they have an assignment on their life to see this vision happen and to see more lives change. The assignment may not be your job. I think about my life and the assignment that's on my life. And I want to share with you my assignment because I think as I share my assignment, if you're not sure what yours is, the Lord may use it to speak to your heart and your life. I have four assignments that's on my life. I know and I'm focused on four things that I know God's called me to accomplish. Number one is this. My first assignment is to take care of my wife, to love her, to honor her, to cherish her, to lay down my life for her. I love me some mama. Amen. I'm, call, I'm called. I'm called by God. 
Now, I've, I've met some pastors, and I know some ministers, they would say this. They would say, well, Herbert, no, 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 no. You, you, you don't worry about your family. You take care of the church, and God will take care of your family. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. The Bible says if you can't take care of your own family, how are you going to take care of the house of God? That's what, that's what the Scripture says. And so my, my number one assignment is to take care of my family, to take care of my, of my wife and invest in her. Matter of fact, just in case you didn't know this, I'm not married to the church. I'm not married to you. You're not my bride. You're Jesus' bride. Amen. Some of you want me to be married to you. I'm not married to you. Amen. Amen. He, he you married to Jesus. Amen. I'm married to Tiffany. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm called to be your pastor and your shepherd, but I'm not, I'm not married to you. And so my, my number one assignment is to my wife. And then my, my second assignment, I know God's called me to, to this, and that's to raise up world-changing kids for the glory of God, to invest in my kids. I'm raising up world changers. I'm raising up young men and women of God that are going to make a big difference for God. They got something on their life. I tell them all the time, God's going to use you. God's created you for greatness. About every night when I pray for them, I pray for my kids every night. I always pray over the life. God's going to bless you. He's going to give you success. He's going to give you favor. His hands on your life are great. I mean, I'm pushing those kids into their destiny because God's called me to raise world changers and to invest in world change. That's a call upon my life. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to shoot them arrows out in Jesus' name one day, and they're going to make a difference for God. I'm shaping their life for God's plan and his destiny for their life. I'm called to that assignment. Uh, another assignment that I'm called to, uh, the, the third assignment is I'm called to pastor this church. I'm called. God's called me. He, he, he specifically laid his hand on me for this assignment to pastor this church, to, to preach the gospel, to see people saved, to see people growing in their faith, to see people serving Jesus and making an impact in this city. God's called me to this city to make a difference. And, and I'm called to this. I'll tell you another calling that's on my life is, 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 is I've known it for a long time. And I know it's on this church and, and, and God is beginning to open the doors in his timing. But we have a call to not only impact our city, but to impact our state and impact our nation, and impact our world. And then there's a calling on us, and, and God's beginning to open doors and ideas and doors for, for some television things we, we're, talk, we're talking about and some, some book, getting, getting a lot of book offers that are coming over here to make an impact so we can reach more people outside of this city that we're going to make a kingdom impact, and a lot of lives are going to be changed, not only in our nation but around the world. It's a call upon this church. It's a call upon on my life to have an impact and to see lives changed. And the question is this, what's God called you to do? What's your assignment from God? And please hear me, success is found in your assignment. Success is found in your assignment. Let me show you in the life of Joshua, chapter number one, verse number three. God has just spoke to Joshua. The Lord told him, hey, Moses is dead. You're going to take the people in. This is your assignment from me. And the Bible says in verse three, I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, listen, I've called you to go take that land, Joshua. Every place you set your foot, I'm going to give it to you. You're going to experience success. Not that land over there. Don't go over there. I haven't called you to go over there because your success is in yours. If you go over there, you're not going to prosper. You're not going to be successful. It's not going to work out. I called you to that land over there, the land I told Moses about. Go there. Every place you set your foot, you're going to get it because, listen, your success is wrapped up in your assignment. He goes on to say in verse number five, Joshua chapter one and verse number five, no one will be able to stand up against you. Can I tell you, when you're doing your assignment, it's not that you won't have opposition. It's not that the devil won't attack you. But can I tell you, you are successful in your assignment. He says, no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Just in Joshua, as you pursue the assignment that I have on your life, nobody's going to be able to stand against you. You're going to accomplish that which I've set out for you to accomplish because success 
is found in your assignment. There's a second thing that I want you to see. Biblical success, being all God wants you to be, doing all God wants you to do. Number two is this. Successful people are strong and courageous. They're strong and courageous. Let's look back at the story of Joshua chapter 1. The next verse, verse 6 says this. God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people. Now, Joshua, you be strong and courageous, but understand it's not about you. I want you to be strong and courageous because it's about helping other people. It's about leading this people. It's about leading this nation. It's about more changed lives. It's not, not about you. He said, to inherit the land I swore to there forefront joshua don't get focused on you this is not about you i want you to be strong and courageous because it's about the people he goes on to say the forefathers to give them to give them this land i want you to know joshua it's not about you you be strong and courageous because i've called you to make an impact amongst the people and to lead the people and then god says the same thing again in verse number seven it must be important god tells joshua be strong and very courageous Friends, can I tell you, I, I say that to this church today. I speak this over your life. I say it to those watching online. Be strong and courageous as you're leading your family. Be strong and courageous as, as you're at your workplace. And you be strong and courageous because God's called you to influence people, to be salt, to be light. As you're in the community, serving the poor, helping the needy, clothing people, adopting kids, helping people, helping single moms and widows. Be strong and courageous that you would make the impact God's called you to make. Some of you, it's going to be serving in a ministry. You're impacting a kid's life. You're impacting teenagers' life. One day, one day, I have this happen to me. I used to travel and speak out a lot, and I, I, I'll be in a place and a kid will come up to me and that's now grown and and they'll say to me and this is going to happen to many of you a kid will say to me her, her, uh, pastor herbert you came to my convention you came to my camp one time 15 years ago 10 years ago 12 years ago and you preached and my life was changed you said this one sentence and it changed my life i don't even remember that sentence but God used it to change your life as I was faithful to the assignment that God's called me to. And some of you that are serving in our kids' ministry, in our youth ministry, there's going to be a kid that comes to you one day, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. And they're going to say, you said this over my life. One day I, I was confused. Mama and daddy, I didn't understand what was going on. And you ministered to me as you were doing your assignment. Lies were changed. Be strong and courageous. And then it's very interesting. God says the same thing three verses later. Joshua chapter 1. And verse number nine. I mean, this is important stuff. If you're going to be successful, you got to get this down. Have I not commanded you, God said, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. You have to understand Moses just died. Moses was a great leader. Moses led the people out of Egypt. He was a man that walked with God. Fasted 40 days in the presence of God, just Moses and God, as God gave him the Ten Commandments. He walked down from the mountain. His face was lit up with the glory of God. I mean, Moses was an incredible leader. He had incredible respect from the people. Now he's dead. And God says, now, Joshua, you're the next man. Joshua's like, okay. And so he's a little terrified. He's a little scared. And so God says, listen, listen, listen. If you're going to reach your destiny, if you're going to be a success, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will, will, be, will be with you wherever you go. And some of you today, and there are a lot of people like this, they, they know the assignment God has for their life. They, they, they can sense it. They, can, they, can, they, they kind of know it. They have some clarity about it. But they never go after the assignment and pursue it because they don't. That they don't have this being strong and courageous kind of faith. And can I tell you, be strong and courageous. The Lord your God is with you. Be strong and courageous. Don't let fear stop you. Don't get terrified. Joshua, don't be terrified. A lot of people live their life by the what ifs. 
well, I sense God. I think God's called me to do this assignment. But what if I fail? What if I mess up? What if it doesn't work out? And they never step out and do what God's called them to do. Or they're, they're, they're discouraged. And God was setting Joshua up saying, Joshua, don't get discouraged. When you go take the land, you're going to have oppositions. There are going to be battles. There are going to be people that don't like you. There's going to be some things that, 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 that are going to happen that, that, that may can knock you off course. But Joshua, as you're pursuing the promised land, be strong and courageous. Don't be discouraged. And I'll tell you, an attribute of successful people is they're strong and very courageous. Number three is this, number three. Now, I think this is the most important point. All the points are important. They all matter. They're all biblical. But I believe this is the most important point to living a successful life and being a success, and that is this. Successful people live by the book. They live by the book. I want you to see this back in Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. God says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all. Everybody shout all. What's your guess at? Obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. When Moses came down, he had the Ten Commandments. You don't pick and choose what you want. You don't get a rock and scratch out the parts you don't like. You obey all the commandments. He goes on to say, do not turn. Joshua, do not turn from it to the right or to the left. In other words, Joshua, as you live life, don't you get so smart that you neglect living by the law. Don't you think you got so much education you don't need to live by the law. Don't think that you're so smart you can kind of come up with your own plan and your own rules and kind of say, well, I think I'm going to follow this but not follow that because, you know, I'm kind of in control. No, 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 no. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Why, Joshua? Why? That you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. He says, man, let it be on your mouth. You, you need this book so much inside of you, the Bible, so much inside of you. Speak it, man. It's always coming out of your mouth. When you're in situations and circumstances, the word of God's coming out of your mouth. Man, you got to have this word on your mouth. He goes on to say, meditate on it day and night. Don't neglect this word. Meditate on the Bible day and night. Why? So that you will be careful to do everything written in it. You got to know the Bible. You got to know the Bible. You got to meditate on the Bible going to be a success you got to know the bible so that you can live the bible and here's what it goes on to say then when you know the word and you're meditating on the word and you're speaking the word and you're living the word then you will be prosperous and successful the key word is then then you see if you want to be successful you must know the book and you must live the book and there are a lot of people that aren't experiencing the success that God has for their life because they're living their life contrary to the book. Some of you today are not experiencing the success God has for your life because you're living your life contrary to the book. There are some people who just don't know what the book says. They just don't know. And so they can't live the book because they don't know the book. And then there's a whole other group of people who, who think they know what the book says, but they don't really know. And they're living principles out that they think are Bible principles, but they're not. Have you ever met somebody who is quoting a scripture, but it's not really the scripture? You ever met somebody like that, you know? Like, they, like quoting the Bible, but it's not even in the Bible. You ever, you ever met somebody like that? And they do it with great conviction. You, 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 ever, you met some folks like that? Well, 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 the Bible says God helps those who help themselves. I'm going to help myself. I'm going to help myself. That's not in the Bible. In the Bible, a lot, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people living by scriptures and they're not scriptures. They, they kind of they think they know the Bible, but they don't really know what the Bible 
says. You, you ever heard somebody say this? You know, they say it with conviction. Well, I'm going to tell you. Like the good book says, you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. No, no, Lucky Star Casino said that, but you, you didn't get that from the Bible. That ain't in the book. It's not there. It's not there. But people, I mean, people all the time quoting stuff. Like, That's how I live my life. That's how I live my life. You know what the Bible says. You know, I live by the Bible. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's, that's not in the Bible. You learn that on the kindergarten playground. That is not in the Bible. That's not, that's not in your Bible. But people start saying something like, it's the Bible. You know, I'm living by the Bible. No, that's why you're not successful. You're not living by the word. You're not living by the word. Yeah, this is my favorite one. Here's my favorite one. I hear people say this a lot. Well, you know, I, I know I'm not doing right. And I know I'm not living my life for Jesus like I should. And I, I, know, I know I'm in sin, but, but the Bible says the Lord knows my heart. Oh, yeah, well, God, God knows my heart. That's not in the Bible. Not like that. Not, not like you quoting it. You know, God knows me and God, we tight like that. We got a special relationship and he knows my heart. No, no, no. It's what you know that ain't so that's killing you. It's what you know that ain't so that's killing so many people from experiencing the success God has for their life. That's why Hosea says over in chapter 4 and verse 6 that my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. They don't know the word. They're living their life by worldly principles and they're not experiencing success from God because they don't know the word. They're not living the word. It's what you know that's not so that is killing you you got to know the book you got to meditate on the book you got to speak the book this book will bring success when you line your life up with the book and please hear me god's favor is with people who live by the book favor 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 and it's obvious when people have the favor of god on their life it's obvious. Now, listen you can't see the favor of god but you sure see the results of it let me give you an example out of joshua's life joshua's chapter 6 Verse 27, it says, so the Lord was with Joshua. Now, when you read that, please understand, if you would have been back in those days, you would not, would not have seen a halo over Joshua's head. But the Lord was with him. You wouldn't have seen him wearing some priestly robe and look anointing and glowing from his face. No, 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 no. But it says the Lord was with, there was a special favor with Joshua. You couldn't see the favor, but it goes on to say this, and his fame spread throughout the land. You see the evidence of the favor of God. You see, Israel had just defeated a city. And man, now the people around the other nations are going, man, have you heard about Israel? I mean, Israel came and they just took over Jericho. It is crazy what's going on. And you know, I tell you what, Moses was dead. He's gone. He's dead. But there's this new guy named Joshua. He's a bad boy. And his fame began to spread throughout the land. You couldn't see the favor, but you always see the evidence of the favor of God on somebody's life. Genesis chapter 39 and verse number 2 about Joseph. Joseph had the favor of God on his life because he lived by the book. He lived by the book. The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. You couldn't see the Lord with Joseph. If Joseph walked in this room today, you wouldn't go, wow, the Lord is with him. Look at that halo. Wow. No. And that's what happens in people's lives. You don't see the favor of God on their life, but you sure see the evidence of it. And the Bible says, and he prospered. Joseph was sold into slavery. He's living in the, uh, a foreign house, but in Potiphar's house, an Egyptian. And the Bible says, and he prospered. And he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. And matter of fact, Potiphar turned everything over in his house to Joseph. 
because the Lord was with him and God blessed him and he prospered. You couldn't see the favor, but you can sure see the evidence of it. In Genesis chapter 39, verse 23, the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care. Joseph was falsely accused. He was thrown in prison and he shouldn't have been there, but he was. And how many know that when you have the favor of God on your life, it'll even show up in the prison. It'll show up in a mess. It'll show up in a storm. And the Bible says, why? Because the Lord was with Joseph. You couldn't see the Lord with Joseph. He was in the prison. He was just working in the prison. He was just sweeping the floor. He was just doing what he's supposed to do. And the Bible says, and gave him success in whatever he did. Success. He was in the prison. The favor of God was on his life. You couldn't see the favor, but you could sure see the evidence of it. I want you to notice in David's life, 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 12, I want you to be successful. You got to have the favor of God. You got to have the favor of God. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 12 says this, Saul was afraid of David. Why? Because the Lord was with David, but he had left Saul. So he sent David away from him and gave him command over a thousand men. And David led the troops in their campaigns. In everything he did, he had great success. Anybody want that? I'm talking about great success. Everything, he had great success. Why? Because the Lord was with him. And of course, if you've been around church for some time, you know that David is known as a man after God's own heart. He gave him success in everything that he did. Why? Because the Lord was with him. Verse 15, when Saul saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him. The Lord was with David. A man after God's own heart lived the word. Can I tell you, I cherish the favor of God. I cherish it. I'm scared to lose the favor of God. I, I protect it. I guard it. I'm scared to mess up. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I'm just talking about me. I'm scared to mess up. I, I want to please the Lord. I know it's the favor that has brought me thus far, and it's the favor that will carry me on. It's not me. I know me. I, I come from Wewoka, a town of 3,000. Wewoka by Wilika, Wetumpka, Holdenville, Seminole, Bowlegs, and New Lima. That's where I come from. There's nothing special about me. I got to have the favor of God on my life. It's the favor of God that blesses my marriage. It's the favor of God that makes me raise my kids to serve the Lord. It's the favor of God that gives me the ability to pastor this church. It's the favor of God that lives are changed. It's the, it's the, I, I want to go, I, I don't ever want to wake up and be Samson. And I get up trying to do something and I don't even know that the Lord is not with me. Favor. How you get favor, pastor? How do I get favor so I can be prosperous, so I can be successful? Know the book and live by the book. And then you will be successful in your endeavors. Number four is this. Number four is this. Successful people are people of action. People of action. Notice in Joshua chapter 1, verse 10 and 11, it says, So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, Go. Everybody shout, Go. That's so important. You have to understand the context. Moses, the great leader, is now dead. And God has just spoke to Joshua. So Joshua, go take the land. Be strong and courageous. Live by the book. You know the book. Live by the book. Meditate on that book. Speak the book. I'm going to be with you. And I want you to go take the land. And the Bible says in verse number 11 that Joshua actually went. Go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here. Three days? How many know for some of us, if God would have spoke to us, it had been like three years? I might go in 30 years, but three days. But the Bible says three days later, Joshua led the people to that promised land. Three days. You see, some people only talk a good game. Ever been around some people like that? Only, they always talk a good game. 
You know, they talk so good, but they don't ever deliver the results. But Joshua, he heard from God. He lived by the book. He was strong and courageous. And when God spoke to him about his assignment, Joshua went. And friends, can I tell you, he experienced the blessing of God because he actually went. And some of you today, you're not going. God's speaking. You got to go. You got to go. You got to obey the Lord. You got to go. I think about my wife. She has had a calling on her life to minister and wanted to do more with the ladies of People's Church. But she's been kind of confined because we've been cranking out babies like nobody's business. Eight and six and five and three. Guy, that woman's busy. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But 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 she she knows she knew there was a time that she was going to be able to pour more greatly into the women of People's Church. And she actually came to me in October and said, "Hey Herbert, what do you think about?" Me starting a ministry for the ladies of People's Church. I'm like, I think this is really a great season, babe. Our littlest one is now three, and, you know, he'll be four this year. And, you know, kind of got a little bit more, more freedom there. And, and so she began to research and study and pray and put a plan together for Chicas and came up with the name Chicas. And she researched and, and put an event on the calendar in, in, in April of this year and, and began to work and put teams together and work hard to pull off a first, her first ever Chicas event. And this past Friday night, I know some of you ladies were here, around 900 ladies were here, and the glory of God came down, and ladies were touched by the power of Jesus Christ. She had an assignment from God, the favor of God, live by the word, speak the word, know the word. But then she had to go. She had to sweat, and she had to work, and let God add his blessing to the work of her hands as she fulfilled the assignment that was on her life. People's church, God's speaking to you, you got to go. He's speaking, you got to go. It's at the business, at the workplace, it's starting the ministry with your finances. You got to go. You got to go so that you can experience his blessings and be a success for his kingdom. Father, I love you.